Hello and happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. I'm taking a brief break from my sermon series to take up a subject a little bit more fitting for the day. I want to talk about influential people. Now, if you think by influential people, I'm therefore only going to be talking about the movers and shakers of our society, the, the powerful, the rich, and the famous, then you are mistaken. For we are all influential. You don't have to occupy high position in government. You don't have to be a CEO of a major corporation. You don't have to be super rich. You don't have to be a celebrity. The fact is, if your life in any way connects with people, you have influence. Everything you and I do at home, in our job, at church, or on the ball field, all has an impact on the lives of others. Influence doesn't just belong to the high and mighty. I mean, if you question that, think about those who have most impacted your life for the good. Chances are it wasn't the president of the United States or a movie star or a sports hero. It wouldn't be uh, anyone that most people would recognize or know. Chances are it was a teacher or a close friend or a coach who gave you special care and attention. Very likely it was a parent, your mother perhaps. Oh, the power of a mother's influence. Mothers, of course, make many mistakes, and sadly, some people may not have found, have, may not have fond memories of their mother. But where their influence has been positive and good, sons and daughters are truly blessed. There's nothing quite so important as listening to the wisdom of our mother. They know us well. They, they have good counsel to give us, not only when we are young and under the shelter of their roof, but when they are older and, and when we're out on our own, we can draw so positively from their wisdom and experience gained over the years. There's a beautiful proverb in Scripture, Proverbs chapter 6, that reminds us not to neglect their counsel. My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them about your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For these commands are a lamp. This teaching is a light. And the corrections of discipline are the way to life. For many of us, it was on our mother's lap where we first learned about Jesus. This is where Timothy apparently first learned about God. The Apostle Paul reminds Timothy, his young protege, of the precious faith heritage he received from his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. His father apparently was an unbeliever. But Paul writes to, to Timothy, his second letter, the first chapter. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that was within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Not only did his mother pass the faith on to Timothy, but his grandmother played an important role as well. Grandparents, don't underestimate the power of your influence. But we are essentially a byproduct of all the people who have influenced us in some way. Our mothers and fathers, our friends, our teachers, scout leaders, coaches, and so on. There's a sense in which all these people have become part of us and continue to instruct us. We may not have known how important these people were in our life at the time, but we look back and we see how they impacted us. And where their influence was positive, we are grateful. But what will others say of our influence? Will others be grateful for our contribution to their lives? 
Baseball legend Jackie Robinson, himself a man of incredible influence, uh, once noted, a life isn't significant except for its impact on other lives. So what sort of impact are we making? Jesus Christ calls us to be people of positive influence. He says in his Sermon on the Mount, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I want to suggest that we can expand our positive influence by practicing the three M's, modeling, motivating, and mentoring. The first thing we can do is pay attention to our modeling. That is the example that we are setting. Nothing influences others more than how we actually live. Our actions are setting either a positive or a negative example. So what kind of life are we modeling, especially for our children? Our kids are watching more closely than we know. I remember watching with horror a particular Little League baseball game in which the coaches of the opposing teams nearly erupted into, in a fistfight over a disputed call by the umpire. They pushed each other around and both launched expletives against the other. All the while, fresh, impressionable minds watched. I couldn't believe it. This was Little League, for heaven's sake. What were those coaches thinking? Actually, the parents of kids watching in the stands could be quite obnoxious and rude as well. What kind of an example is this? Young people are constantly observing. They are picking up on how we react to certain frustrations and how we treat other people. Children in our home are learning about marriage from the way we treat their mom or dad. They're learning about what's most important in life from the priorities and the values we actually live by. Parents have no greater responsibility in this life. Young minds and hearts being shaped for good or ill. But what are they learning? The Apostle Paul was certainly conscious of being a positive influence through modeling. In fact, he was bold enough to say, watch me. To the Corinthians, he said, be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. <laughs> well, I don't think I could get away with saying that, but, but the Apostle Paul seemed to be able to pull it off because he was walking so closely with the Lord. People could see Christ in him. In fact, he said, watch me. Watch me <laughs> a number of times. Again, writing to the Corinthians, he said, For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me. That is why I sent you, Timothy, my beloved and faithful child of the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ, as I teach them everywhere in every church. To the Philippians, he wrote, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And he was able to say to his young protege, Timothy, Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and suffering. Continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul influenced Timothy by setting a good example, by modeling a life of faith and service. People are watching. What are we modeling? You and I exert a positive influence by first modeling and then by 
motivating. We simply encourage people by valuing them and cheering them on. Someone has said our lives are shaped by two kinds of people, seller people and balcony people. Seller people are those who, who, who presently dwell deep down in our subconscious and they are always repeating negative messages that play in our head and in our heart. You can't do it. You can't sing. You can't play. You're worthless. You're dumb. You'll never amount to anything. Seller people are all the negative people who have come and hopefully have gone in your life, but who keep sending up their messages. They erode our self-confidence by reminding us of our weaknesses and failures. But then there are the balcony people. These are special people, living or dead, who are shouting down to encourage us. This, this uh, group might include a parent or other relative, a special scout leader, a teacher or a friend, someone who believed in us before we believed in ourselves and said, you can do it. They're motivators. Blessed are you if you have a lot of people on the balcony of your life cheering you on. They continue their positive influence. And that's one thing that's especially true about mothers. They are often our greatest cheerleaders in life. Dr. Ben Carson, renowned pediatric neurosurgeon, current secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, credits his mother for his success in life. Sonia Carson, his mother, grew up in a very large family in rural Tennessee. She got married at the age of 13 to a man 15 years her senior. Uh, she had two kids, Ben and Curtis, and later uh, divorced her husband when she found out that her husband had never divorced uh, his first wife. And there were other things, obviously, that went on, went on. But she refused to feel sorry for herself, had no desire to go on welfare, and took care of her family by working several jobs at the same time. Carson said of his mother, My mother understood how success was achieved in our society. If anyone had a reason to make excuses, it was her. But she refused to be a victim and would not permit us to develop the victim mentality either. <clears throat> Carson has often shared that at times his academic performance lagged well behind his peers. But Sonia, however, taught her sons that it was in their power to change their situation in life, both academically and financially. According to Carson, his mother devised a plan for her sons to curb TV time and write two book reports a week instead. Working as a domestic for a successful family, she had noticed that they read far more than they watched television. The required book reports were turned in to Sonia, who would mark them up with check marks and highlights. And Carson was to say, years later, we realized her marks were a ruse. <clears throat> My mother was illiterate. She had received only a third grade education. For Ben, regular reading was the beginning of a fruitful academic career that eventually took him to Yale and to John Hopkins University Hospital, where he worked as director of neuropediatric surgery from 1984 until his retirement in 2013. Carson has repeatedly shared how his mother often told him and his brother that they could do anything and do it better if they just worked hard at it. She always had faith in us and she never accepted excuses, said Carson. Her life maxim was, learn to do your best and God will do the rest. Carson's mom died in 2017, but she's still on the balcony of Ben's life, cheering her son on. Carson wrote, all that I am is because of the love of my mother. She was one of God's greatest blessings to me 
and it was her foresight and discernment that pushed me to reach my dreams. We can all serve as balcony people for someone else. There are so many folks out there who need someone to believe in them and who could use a little encouragement, a motivating push. The Apostle Paul was that kind of person to young Timothy, who reminded him of his great faith heritage and encouraged him to rekindle the gift of God that was within him. I love the story of a little boy who said to his dad, Dad, let's go out and play ball. I'll bat, and you say, wonderful. You and I influence others through modeling, motivating, and the third M, mentoring. A mentor is, according to the dictionary, a wise and trusted counselor. It's someone who, <clears throat> who takes a special interest in another person, helping them reach their potential. The Apostle Paul had a mentoring relationship with young Timothy, sharing his experience, helping him with obstacles, encouraging him in his ministry. I was fortunate enough to have had several mentors in my life in ministry. These were people who simply took a special interest in me and gave me the gift of their time and their wisdom. I think of one pastor in particular who took me, a young, untested college student, under his wing. He believed in me, gave me opportunities to grow and serve, gave me honest feedback as to how I was doing. His influence was immense upon my life, looking back. Another of my mentors was not a pastor at all, but he was an older man, retired, who knew a lot about how to deal with people and was without a doubt one of the wisest persons I had ever met. We would meet regularly for coffee and a piece of pie, and I always came away encouraged. He was God's gift to me. Someone has written, Some people come into our lives and quietly go. Others stay for a while and leave footprints on our hearts, and we are never the same. Mentors leave footprints, changing lives forever. Young people would do well to have a mentor in life. Your mentor may be someone more advanced in your career whom you respect. It may simply be a wise and patient friend, a teacher or a relative. Whoever it is, this person is willing to spend some time with you and give you the benefit of their wisdom and experience. If you are a younger person, I encourage you to think of someone you might like to have as your mentor and ask him or her if they would so serve. I bet they would love to be asked. If you are further along life's path, perhaps you could be a mentor to someone else. There's nothing quite so rewarding as giving your time and attention to someone just starting out in life, investing yourself in that person, helping them reach their potential. It's been rightly said, a <clears throat> hundred years from now, it will not matter what your bank account was, the sort of house you lived in, or the kind of car you drove, but the world may be a little different because you were important in the life of someone young. The only legacy you and I will leave in this world is our influence, for good or ill. It's about practicing the three M's of modeling, motivating, and mentoring. Lord, thank you for the balcony people in our lives who have cheered us on in our life. May we be that kind of person for someone else. May our influence upon others be truly a positive one. We pray that the light of your love will shine through us to the end that others will glorify you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.